Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to another episode of Modernizer Die CFML Podcast. So, uh, Eric, you did not miss it. We're just waiting for you, as Brad said in the chat window. So if you guys are watching live or listening live, thank you. If you're not, remember, we can be found on YouTube every week live as we record this. So you can uh, heckle us from the chat window whenever. <laughs> so, again, I'm glad to have Brad Wood joining me. How's it going, Gavin? It's good to see you again. Yeah. So, uh, last week, I saw you in the flesh, but now I'm just back to the grainy podcast image of you. Yeah. I almost touch you. Wait, where are you? Are <laughs> yep. Kind of strange being back in the house uh, after a, a long week. But before we get into that, let's talk about some news. So first on the, the news is it's October. And for those of you who don't know, what does October mean to developers, Brad? It means Hacktoberfest, Gavin. Yep. So uh, for those of you who haven't seen the cool t-shirts that some developers wear around the place, limited edition t-shirts with Hacktoberfest, they may have triggered your, your curiosity, but we're here to tell you a little bit more about Hacktoberfest. So uh, it's a cool initiative. I think they're in the seventh edition now. So it's digital for a while. Yeah. Digital Ocean started this a long time ago and they've had uh, you know a lot of great partners and this year they're teaming up with Dev. And so they're going to try and um, basically push the open source community and try and grow it. So we've done it for the last couple of years at Autisk, right? Uh, yeah, I've done it for at least three years now, I think. So there's a couple of the Ortis people uh, sporting their Hacktoberfest t-shirts. But I mean, it's really uh, pretty drop-dead simple. I mean, you sign up for it, uh, just log in through your GitHub account, and you send, what, four pull requests yeah, to any open source repo over the month of October. And that's basically it. They automatically pull the data from GitHub so uh, they know when you've gotten your four. And they don't have to be merged. They just have to be, you know, placed. And uh, if you if you do it, which isn't that hard, I mean, find some spelling fixes or some documentation that's missing. Send those pull requests. It even works on the uh, any of our Gitbook documentation at Ortis. It's all stored in GitHub. So, I mean, you can fix four typos in like an afternoon. And when you get a free T-shirt, you get some stickers. You usually get some little coupons for DigitalOcean and stuff. So, not that much effort. Yeah, but it basically started just to help getting people involved in open source. You know, everyone thinks that open source is big and scary, and it might be. But this is a <laughs> it might be uh, the whole idea about it though is basically you know get people started. I mean, these like you said this year it's only four pull requests. I think previously it was five, and as long as you're not spammy and the the contributors um, basically don't mark your pull requests as invalid. Um, then yeah, the pull request counts. So like Brad said, documentation is a great place to start. If you are a developer, uh, in cold fusion, hopefully, um, you've used CF docs. If not, uh, Pete Freitag actually has a blog post about it because uh, it's the busiest month of the year for him. He gets hundreds yeah. of pull requests and, uh, um, we'll talk about his blog post a little later, but, um, yeah. So Hacktoberfest is pretty cool. If you haven't done any open source, um, please go check it out. You can look at hacktoberfest.digitalocean.com. Find out about it. They've got a whole bunch of repos that are tagged with Hacktoberfest. And just so you know, it does not have to be tagged with that for you to be able to contribute. As long as it's a GitHub repo, which is open on GitHub, um, you can go ahead and make some pull requests. And I accidentally, uh, I'm already halfway there because I made a couple of pull requests <laughs> last accidentally? week. Accidentally? <laughs> yeah, well, I made one for <laughs> Eric's integrated um, module, uh, and we have a pagination module that Javier, one of the oldest members, did. So I made some fixes on that. So I, I don't see why that's accidental, in. but... <laughs> Well, I was just doing work, and I just when I oh, signed well. up, I already saw that I had two pull requests waiting. So I was like, Ooh. "Good on you, mate!" So, that's pretty so cool. if you're listening live on the on YouTube right now, I just put that link in the live chat. We'll see if it works. I tried to put links in the live chat uh, last time I was on, and I think YouTube marked me as a spammer, and it blocked every single link I put on. So I'm doing it under the Order Solutions account. We'll see if if YouTube lets them go through this time. Yeah, I see it. We'll see if everybody else can. But uh, yep, I'm not so a spammer. YouTube, don't don't tase me, bro. Yep. So as long as your pull requests happen between October 1st and 31st, they'll flag uh, as you know part of the the competition, and they have a limited number of 50,000 shirts. And I think previously 
they got up to about 48,000 or something. So, you know, there are, there is room for growth, but don't wait too long because every year it's getting higher. You know, they started with about, I think five or 10,000 the first year. And thanks to some great sponsors, they're, they're basically able to give out 50,000 t-shirts every year. Uh, and quite an expenditure for them, but I guess they do get quite a bit of marketing out of it. So, yep. And I mean, they, they team up with a couple of places and it's funny. They're, I heard a podcast where they're telling stories about how the shirts have to get to all these strange places in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and the logistics of the shipping is way hotter than the printing of the shirts. Like some, <laughs> there's some, uh, you know, places in africa where the shipping is not usps and ups it's a little different oh my, my gosh and yeah so yeah. they're talking about how some of the shirts cost you know way less than the shipping to get them to people but they do try <laughs> and they start sending out about a week after your last pull request and everything's validated they start shipping and you should get them in a month or two depending on on that but uh it's a great project and uh, you know we like DigitalOcean and, and github and we want to support stuff like that and obviously we're a big open source company so uh if you wanted to get started you know like brad said documentation is perfect i'm sure we got some spelling mistakes out there or something um so if, if you don't know where to start ping us on slack or twitter and i'm sure any of the orders folk will happily direct you to an open source repo where you can make some improvements yep so don't send one pull request for each word you change though. That would just gone too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll mention Pete Freitag's blog posts on Hectoberface. He put some pretty good guidelines in there for what you should do. Um, you know, as far as formatting and big pull requests, small pull requests, etc. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll have that in the show notes later on. Uh, if you go to PeteFreitag.com, you can see that as well. What's next, Gavin? Well, um, before CF Summit, uh, we actually were pretty busy at Audis trying to get everything ready. And so we released Redis sure. Lucy extension version 1.3.0. So, That's right. yep, we're building up our little library of uh, Lucy extensions here for uh, our caching. So we've got a Couchbase one. The Redis Lucy extension has been updated. And I think we're working on that MongoDB. I do not know if it's actually released yet. Um. I know it's in progress. I'm not actually sure what the status is. I've, I've seen some chattering going on about it. Um, it's, in, it's worth noting, I think, a couple of people, um, <laughs> Eric says he has a lot of open issues on GitHub. You have a lot of issues, Eric. No, um, there's a, some of the, the orders extensions, some people will ask us because they'll say, well, isn't there an official Lucy extension already for Redis? Or isn't there an official Lucy extension for Mongo? Um, there is, and if you want to use those, they're free. You can. Um, the big difference up from the Ordis ones is that they are supported by us. So if you have a problem getting the extension to work or you run into a bug, something doesn't work right, you need some support. Um, with the with the free extensions, you may be out on your own. If you can't get a ticket responded to, you, you can't dig through the code and get a pull request sent yourself. So kind of the biggest you know difference between these Ordis extensions are that we're supporting them and we're standing behind them and that kind of follows our coding standards internally. So you're kind of getting that uh, that guarantee that we're going to help you get it running, um, help you get over your bumps. So Yeah, and I believe uh, the Redis one started that we were trying to use Redis for a customer and we used the Lucy one and we had issues and we got stuck. And so we're like, okay, yeah. we can't get anywhere. So let's we'll build it ourselves. That's, so that's kind of the way precisely. we work. <laughs> yeah, we found ourselves in that boat. And so yeah. <laughs> that and, was our solution. And yeah, it is a commercial um, extension, but a lot of these, you know, they work out to if you if you spend an hour or two trying to figure it out yourself, then it's paid, paid for, for it. itself. So, <laughs> so that's you know, obviously we're 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 here to you know support open source. And we do everything we can to open source, but some of these extensions, you know, we put 50, 60 hours into making them you know work the way we want to. And so if you can pay a couple hours back, then then that helps pay for that. But so that's not the only thing we released last week, is it? Or two weeks ago now. Yep. Uh, CB Security was also released version 2.0. So um, that's mm -hmm. a, a pretty big module, and we're using that inside of Content Box and some of our other apps. But um, the big thing probably added to it, and on top of all the other fixes and changes that Luis added, was the JWT support. So now right inside of the CB Security, yeah. you can generate, decode, and authenticate uh, JWTs. So, so that's JSON web we, tokens for those. We who were playing know. a we were playing a drinking game in Vegas. Every time Luis said JWT tokens, we'd take a shot. <laughs> Actually, no, we weren't drinking, but we we were snickering in the back every time you said JWT tokens because the T stands for tokens. But yeah, 
Um, the new security interceptor really kind of combines together a bunch of things. Um, it's a bit more opinionated, in, in, in my opinion. I think it's a <laughs> bit more opinionated in how it works. Um, but we found a lot of people kind of just want something like that, right? A lot of times we have a bunch of sort of really, I don't want to say vague, um, but generic modules and people say, how do we use them? We're like, however you want, right? Uh, sometimes people <laughs> like, just tell us what to do, dang it. Um, so the, the new security module really kind of just wraps a bunch of stuff together. It's got a security rule engine that, you know, maps incoming requests. Uh, you can determine what's secure, what's open. You can do annotations right there in your handlers to set what's secured, uh, either generically at the whole component level or all the way down to little, you know, nitty gritty, uh, roles and permissions. Even the JWT stuff, the JSON web tokens, um, there's modules floating around for that. And this kind of bundles that in. So you can kind of just have one, uh, one big package. And we just went through all this in our training <laughs> at CF camp. Um, and it really kind of gives a sort of compelling package of, you know, I want to get started. Uh, how do, how can I move forward? The security module kind of gives you all those pieces that you need. I think you actually meant CF summit, but you got uh, CF camp on the mind. Cause you're, oh, yeah, getting... I guess CF, CF camp rotten my brain away already. I just got signed up for a second session this morning for CF camp. So, <laughs> okay. Yep. So the order training this week, we had the um, yeah, we had the the API superhero training basically, and that's what you'll be doing at Safe Camp as well. So, um, but yeah, that module uh, we had to get that out the door because uh, previously in previous versions of this, we had all the different modules, and you kind of have to wire it up yourself. And Luis, like, why do we keep doing this? Let's just make the module do it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Every time we build an API, we have to wire all the same things together, and we kind of get to a point where we're like, let's just wrap everything we do up in one bundle and it's like this is how we do it this is how we do it yeah <laughs> yeah so it's a, a big release uh, it is a major release there's a, a blog post on the older solutions blog for that and like i said uh, a lot of people at the training last week just loved it uh, and they're all excited to go home and play with it so i'm sure oh, we, we were rocking people. it yeah yeah so um big release there but that's not all <laughs> so also test box oh, wait there's more test box 3.1.0 was released so that had a um a few more fixes in it too so i believe it had uh three bugs five new features and three improvements so it was only a, a minor version so 3.1.0 um, yeah my favorite one is the is the focus feature now so um this is we have this we've had this ticket in for a while this hasn't been added but um as you're probably already aware, when you're writing test box tests, you can put an X in front of your describe or your it method or any of the give it, win, then stuff. And it basically means skip it. So everything nested beneath it, you just, you know, X describe and it just kind of just turns it off temporarily during your test. And the opposite is the, the focus. So you put an F in front of it, which means focus. So it's like F it or F describe. And that means run only this describe block or only this uh, it block which is a really nice way if you're working in your unit test and you just want to maybe focus on three of them that are failing or that you're writing, you don't want to run the whole suite. You can just throw that in there. Um, I, uh, when in the training, I was like for any audio engineers, it's like the solo button on your soundboard and you, know, you solo a channel and you only listen to that one. Anyway, that's, that's how I think of it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely my favorite feature in, in the new test box release. That's cool. Yeah, I hadn't even tried that one out yet, but uh, it's one of those things where people, you know, you got a bunch of failing tests, like you said, or you want to show off uh, one particular test to somebody. That sounds like a great little feature. So yeah, it's easy to mixing out all the rest. Well, yeah, and it's the equivalent <laughs> of what I used to do in the interface when I'd click on the test name and I'd reload the page and it would filter on that bundle. Uh, but with the focus, you can actually focus on several tests. You can put an if on two or three or an F before two or three described blocks, um, which gives you a bit more flexibility, which is nice. Cool. So again, on autosolutions.com blog, you can find out more about Testbox 3.1.0. And last week we were at CF Summit. So that's why we're doing a couple of weeks worth of coverage here because we did have a podcast last week at CF Summit, but uh, we didn't have time to go into all the news and all the blog posts and everything else. So you're getting a little extra today. But so yeah. last week, uh, yeah, CF Summit. Did you have a good time, Brad? That's the most important thing. Yeah, it was great. CF Summit's always fun. Um, Vegas is always crazy and loud and bright and in your face. It's Vegas, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, the conference was was fantastic. They had, uh, I think, over 500 people there. Um, and again, as usual, about half of them, like 50%, were brand new attendees that had never been to a CF Summit. Um, so lots of new faces there. Um, I was joking that there's two kinds of people that came by the Ordis booth. 
Uh, there were people that came by and were like, oh, hey, Ortis, how you guys doing? We use Command Box, we use Cold Box. And then the other people that came by would be like, Ortis, so what do you guys do? <laughs> Which is great, because then you get to be like, let me show you what we do. Have some stickers. Man, we had a big old pile of stickers at our booth. We were like handing them out like candy, like $100 bills. <laughs> yep, and uh, it was pretty pretty good. I mean, the first sticker I heard that disappeared was one for this podcast. So I was pretty proud. Yeah, we had modernize or die stickers. I've got them on my laptop right now. Yep. So if you guys are going to see if Camp, um, uh, Eric, Jorge, and Brad are going to be uh, representing Ortis with some stickers out there too. So And we have more stickers. Yep. Yeah. So we got lots of stickers there. But uh, yeah, the Ortis booth was good. A lot of conversations with you know current users and some new users too. And a lot of the sessions were telling people, hey, go check out Ortis. If you're not using Command Box, you have to be. And that was probably the, the most... Uh, <laughs> Most openly stated comment in every session was, you know, how many not people I had to pay off to get that, Gavin? <laughs> a lot of stickers. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. the pre-conference stuff was a big hit. Nolan was kind of in charge of that, I think. What yeah. they have over 125 attendees, I think. Yeah, all that, went for the Adobe Cold Fusion Specialist certification. Yeah, and uh, I was actually a TA in Nolan's class. But the funny thing was mm. that they had so many people; they actually had to use three rooms. So they had three big rooms. And they had a couple other uh, speakers there too. So Noel was running one room, but they had to get Brian Sappy. And I, I don't remember the other uh, speaker, but yeah, late additions, they had to add more rooms because they had so many people sign up for it. So that's a great sign for Adobe. And 90% of them passed too. So that's a, a pretty high pass rate. And um, I believe I did talk to Alicia a little bit. And she said that she's going to try and make a special uh, special setup for those who did not pass to give them another opportunity. Um, so, um, you know, they really want to make sure that people who did the, the training get the most out of it. There was video content um, provided before that they had to watch. And then on the day, they went through sort of a review and made sure everything that was on the test was covered. You know, people got an opportunity to ask questions. And there were some interesting ones, too. So, you know... <laughs> uh, it was a pretty smooth process, though. Uh, a lot of content. Nolan uh, showed some great examples on the, you know, on the projector and and went through things. You know, good participation with the audience, and yeah, it was a, a good day all in all. So, so if ninety percent of one hundred and twenty five people passed, that means, according to my calculations, one hundred and twelve and one half person all waltzed back into their office this week with a certification in hand, slammed it down on their boss's desk, and said time to talk about that raise <laughs> yep it's... i mean if you didn't do that i missed opportunity.com so <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I, I saw some of them walking around with certificates at the end of it uh i would have pinned it to my like badge i've been like hey you see this look at this that's right certified uh-huh uh-huh that's right you saw yep they're just trying to get their badge as cool as mine okay so, so gavin's <laughs> gavin's badge at cf summit had so many you know little add-on stickers they, you know, kind of stick onto the bottom of the badge and it says like speaker, staff, silver sponsor. Gavin's was like an old man's beard dragging all the way to the ground, <laughs> but it was all the stickers, the trail of stickers, at the bottom of his name tag. Just ridiculous. Yep. I tell I you jealous. what, more people came up and told me about that than anything else. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> care like, what I was speaking about or who I was. Let me tell you about content box. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, where'd you get all these stickers? But uh, I, I acquire them at uh, different conferences I go to, and I just happen to have them like in my bag. Um, I pulled out all my cables and stuff for the for my training. I was like, oh, I still got it, so I added onto mine. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember Jason oh, yeah. Dean walking around at Seaf Objective when he had like the you know alumni member and founding member and mm -hmm. cab and and he had like twelve or something like a fancy tie and everybody thought he was so cool for having that. So I'm like, I can be cool too. Maybe you were that guy, Gavin. That was <laughs> you this conference. Yeah, pretty funny. So, uh, but it was a, a good time. Um, Rashi spoke in the first uh, keynote and went over a lot of great stuff for Adobe CF 2020. What's the most exciting thing you're looking forward to? In 2020? Yeah, well, the 2020 version. Well, I, I think I mentioned this briefly in, um, or no, maybe I didn't. I forget what I said in our in our live podcast because I did a couple little short um, videos with Michaela Light too while I was there. Um, what I'm looking forward to most in Cold Fusion 2020 is they're, they've had this on the roadmap for a while, but um, they're, they're talking serious about it, is the new modular architecture. Um, I talked with a bunch of the, the Adobe engineers um, I mean, I cornered them and pinned them down. and was like, this <laughs> is done. No, I'm just kidding. We had a great time talking with them. Um, and we talked to them a lot about, you know, features and where they're going. And I know they're looking at doing LSGI. 
uh, so they can kind of dynamically load jars and stuff on the fly and unload them, which is what Lucy does. They're looking about a modular architecture so they can kind of, you know, turn non-core functionalities like PDFs and stuff into something that's removable from the core of Cold Fusion. Um, and, you know, the Cold Fusion wars right now, the war file web archive for starting a server are over 300 megabytes. Um, and they're saying that they're going to get the core Cold Fusion runtime down to like 50 megs, um, which is a big stepping stone for a lot of the cloud native stuff they're talking about. AWS Lambda, uh, another kind of serverless functionalities. Now you can't you can't download a 300 meg, you know, package just to start up a CFML engine when you're paying by the millisecond. Um, so I'm most excited about some of those kind of architectural changes that I think are the stepping stones to a smaller, lighter, faster, um, you know, Adobe Cold Fusion runtime. And so I'm kind of pumped about that. It remains to be seen exactly how it will work. Um, I've begged them to kind of look at the precedent that Lucy's set for some of the things like OSGI bundles and how that fits into create object and stuff, just so we, you know, keep the CFML language as consistent as possible. But it's promising. Very cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people are interested in the, the cloud features they're having and what's going to be involved there. And, you know, it does sound like a, a good thing if they can tie into AWS and everything. As long as they keep up to date, that's the biggest thing when you tie into a third party, right? If all if everything moves faster than their updates, that's the only concern with that. But uh, Nolan did a good write-up. So if you look at uh, selfishasta.com, he has a you know a whole blog post on the the notes from the the keynote and a lot of other ones to be honest. Uh, Nolan does a great job keeping notes on on conferences and but if you're wanting to know more about that specifically, I definitely check that out. The second day keynote was pretty cool too. We had um, Andrew Tavin talk about humor that works. So I finally he's got a next- comedian, right? Yeah, he's a comedian engineer. So, <laughs> comedian engineer, aren't we all, Gavin? Yeah, aren't we that's all? probably why we like working together because we have some fun. But uh, basically, showing that humor in the workplace actually makes people more productive and and happy. So now, I've finally, got an excuse for being a joker at work. So I enjoyed that <laughs> session, and there's a lot of other great sessions too. And uh, it was good to see a lot of new faces and old faces. And uh, speaking of old faces or older uh we ran into mac gifford who traveled like 20 hours to get there. who you call it old <laughs> exactly <laughs> i just want to make sure he's listening here but uh no so mac gifford made it. it's been a, a while since we've seen him at a, a cold fusion conference on the, in the states so it was good to see him and catch yeah. up and, and, I, and he, he had a great he blogged too. he blogged yesterday i think basically saying that um he, he had taken a break from blogging ever since he'd moved to uh i believe cyprus yep um and apparently a lot of people thought he'd left cold fusion just because his blog kind of dried up. Um, so he had people coming up to him saying, Oh, I thought you left cold fusion and moved on. Yeah. Um, he was saying, Nope, Nope. Very much, you know, making my living in cold fusion, just haven't been blogging. So Matt Gifford, uh, promised to, to bring his blog back out. Um, well, he's had yeah. four blog posts since he left cold fusion summit. So, uh, <laughs> he's, he's on his way. Pete said, if he keeps us up, he'll get his own section above Ben Adele's. <laughs> Well, so. go for it. I, I pointed out a video. If you look on Twitter, it's I in the list. A video. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I'll, I'll hold that one off then. Yep, exactly. Talk about it later. But uh, so, yep, the workshops that we had after CF Summit were great too. A lot of great people. Um, you know, I was really happy with what we had turn out. Our session and your session sound like it went really well too. We we met together. The two groups met for lunch, and uh, you know, it seemed like we had a really productive time. Uh, yeah, the trainings were a blast. Yeah. We all, I mean, so the, the penthouse suites that we rented out this year, I think were like the best ones we've had. They had a huge conference table, like all window view, big old, like big screen TV. And we all just sat around with our laptops and our dual monitors. I had to go buy one. I felt left out. Um, and, uh, you know, in both sessions, we all just built like an entire working app from scratch. So you guys, a session, you built your, uh, your rant stuff we built a cold box rest api it was good times yep and then uh we had a couple late nights to uh work until about two o'clock in the morning uh watching brooklyn 99 and uh, knocking out some quick updates hackathon so yep always good times and there was some good food too we tried all the buffets we decided the aria buffet was way better than the mirage just for future reference <laughs> oh yeah the aria buffet like totally kicks the mirage's buffet's butt i'm but. it's not even there's no competition there. Don't even just take my word for it. But I did like the the Brazilian Steakhouse. Pompous is one of my favorites. Place I always go there. Mm-hmm. So we enjoyed that too. Even Dude. got some top golf in. So it was a great week. Oh yeah, top golf. 
That was fun. I don't even golf. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to knock the ball and not fall on my butt, but it's still fun. <laughs> we almost killed ourselves a, a couple of times <laughs> with the balls bouncing off everything that it shouldn't be, but uh, we survived. <laughs> Nobody fell off. We walked out of there. <laughs> we walked out alive. <laughs> exactly. But uh, good times. Anyway, so CF Summit was a blast. Uh, I heard Alicia's already planning uh, the next two, so they're working on the next two for, uh, already. So if you guys missed out, you missed out on a great week, a great time, and uh, so start planning yep. for next year. And we'll be there again with some training, either before or oh, after. Yeah. Otis will always be there. So uh, And if you're on the East Coast, look out for the, the Cold Fusion Summit East. And if you're in India, they're having the Cold Fusion Summit India, which is actually in the Adobe Cold Fusion headquarters in Bangalore. So... I think they had like over 200 people last year and they're having it again soon. So Very I'm actually cool. pretty excited about the number of cold fusion programmers that are uh, over in India. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. So that wraps it for CF summit for this year. Uh, we'll probably mm -hmm. uh, have a couple of snippets coming up soon. I did take time to do a couple of little videos of a couple of the speakers. And so you may see a couple of things sneaking out soon, but, uh, but yeah, so you won't be hearing about Sea of Summit too much every week like you have lately, but uh, it was well <laughs> worth it, and we had a lot of fun. But uh, one more bit of news. Sea uh, of Camp, you guys are leaving at the end of this week, right, Brad? I'm leaving Thursday. Thursday. So I'm leaving for Germany in like two days. I'm taking my family, not my whole family, my wife and my, one of my daughters. And I don't know the order we're doing it because my wife plans these things, but we're hitting Paris uh, I can see the Eiffel Tower. We're hitting London. I've never been to either of those places. And then we're driving into uh, Munich and we're hitting Neuschwanstein Castle. And I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff we're going to do. So, so CF Camp is coming up very quick. So just yes, wanted to let you know, if you're listening right now, there's a last minute discount code for the last couple of spots in the camp CF Camp training that Otis is doing. So if you go to the registration page and use the discount code CF Camp Rocks, you can get 30% off our oldest training. So the two-day exactly. training that we just did, um, the the Hero to Superhero with API edition, with all that JWT awesomeness. Um, the JWT tokens? I with, tried with not JSON? To... <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, we, uh, had two, we had two people sign up just this morning for the test box training, so we still have some room. If you're yep. going to be in Germany, you're going to be at CF Camp. Yep. snag these uh these open spots and these will be right beforehand but that 30 percent discount like i said last minute discount we want to just fill those last couple of spots so um jump on that so with that being said let's talk about what else is coming up uh as we mentioned next week Luis is going to be in india but unfortunately this is already sold out so this boot camp is sold out um we're pretty happy to have that. Uh, like I say, a lot of developers in India, and it's good to see them coming out and uh, trying some some new stuff. So we've got, I think he has 15 people or so in that yep. boot camp. So we can't fit any more in, sorry. Uh, but they're going to be going <laughs> through that, the Hero to Zero. So they're going to be building a, a Twitter clone. We call it Soapbox. That's a great one. Um, and so hopefully you guys, uh, the ones that are going there are going to get a lot out of it. And then if we get a good turnout, you know, we're going to try and do these more often. It sounds like there's more developers there looking for some modern CFML. So, mm -hmm. but while Luis is there, as you said, you'll be at CF camp. So CF camp, uh, is obviously a, a really good conference. It's the 10th year. It's pretty exciting. That they've, uh, they've lasted this long and they still have good turnout every year. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be um, around 150 people right now, unless uh, some more sign up. So good numbers at, uh, at CF Camp for sure. Yep. And uh, if you buy the ticket before you get there, <laughs> there's still some uh, slight early bird discounts available there. So you can get tickets on cfcamp.org. Um, and if you're not able to get there as early as two days for our oldest training, there are some other pre-conference trainings as well. So there's PresideCon, um, there's an Elastic Stack, uh, Centralize Your Logs. There's also a Get Into Linux one as well. So if you go to cfcamp.org slash pre-conference.html, you can see all the other pre-conference options. And there's one-day and two-day options available. Um, yep. And so, again, if you've got that uh, CF Camp Rocks coupon, you can save 30% on the orders trainings. And so Eric Peterson will be leading that Rest Easy at Night with Testbox BDD. And Brad, you'll be leading that Hero to Superhero API Rest Edition. And yeah, and that's the one we just did in Vegas. It was super fun. 
we basically built an entire uh, headless CMS, just like a REST API um, in Coldbox from scratch. Everybody started with an empty directory and we just started scaffolding out commands. Everything was tested. I actually, I pulled out the, the test box code coverage stuff with Fusion Reactor and um, had like 96% test coverage, like out of the box, just following through our instructions. And so, of course, I uh, added a couple extra tests to get it up to 100%. But um, yeah, it's a fully uh, fully tested API that we're building using the the uh, JSON JWT tokens from the web and uh, all the other best practices. So I'm, I'm super excited to get that training in, uh, in Germany. Yep. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that too. And uh, yeah, again, CF Camp is a, a great conference and I uh, hope everyone that does go have fun and hopefully we'll see you next year because I'm hoping to convince my wife to take some time off and let's go see some Europe. Yeah, so. you got to come next year, man. Yeah, been saying it for a couple of years now, but I think I finally. So the wife's a teacher, and teachers don't get time off during the year, so she had to do her time and make sure everyone loves her enough that she can take time off and still have a job to come back to. <laughs> okay, All right. so blogs, tweets, and videos. Yep, let's get to it. So uh, speaking of CF Camp, um, Michaela Light had an interview with uh, a couple of the organizers from CF Camp, Kai Koenig, and is it Mishi Nat? I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mishinet. So, Mishin. so they talked about everything about CF Camp 2019. So there's a podcast available. Uh, if you go to teartech.com, you can see that there. So the CFLI podcast with those interviews. So find out what what's going on there. Maybe they've got some secret inside info that uh, you can find out. So check that out. And if you don't have time to listen to the podcast, I do think they have a transcription there as well. So you can check that out. And then it looks like you've been busy, so yeah, at CF Summit all week, and you couldn't stop blogging, huh? So, mm. so it looks like you had a blog post on Command Box Web Server Lockdown Example. So you want to tell us a little bit about this? I did. This has been rolling around in the back of my head for a while, and I've been wanting to stick it down on a blog. And I had a couple conversations on Slack about people saying, you know, can I use Command Box for a production server? And I was like, yeah, of course you can. Just, you know, lock it down like you would any other server. Um, so I wanted to be clear on what that meant. Well, what do you lock down, right? Um, so it started out, I was just going to show the URL rewriting rules to block, um, you know, the ColdFusion administrator, block sensitive files, um, uh, block some HTTP verbs that will show up in security scanners and stuff. Um, and when I started writing the post. I ended up adding in uh, a few CF config settings you want to have set. I even added a few server.json settings, like turning off directory browsing. Um, so here's the uh, the blog post for that, but it's basically kind of a little how-to with a bunch of copy and paste that if you want to run command box in production, um, especially just you know directly without IIS or Apache sitting in front of it, you can you can lock it down just like any other server, and this gives you all the steps for it. Very cool. Yep, and that's on the autosolutions.com blog. Um, and yeah, it looks like a pretty good setup. And to be honest, I should probably go through it myself and uh, upgrade a couple of mine to make sure I didn't miss anything. So yeah, Gavin. Yep. Especially since my sites, uh, my personal sites run on your hardware. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your yeah, too funny. So uh, we did mention Matt Gifford has started blogging again. So he has four blog posts out in the last, what, four days. Uh, so he's been a little busy. So the first one was um, actually about Adobe Cold Fusion Summit 2019. So he talks about his experience there. Uh, never been to Vegas before, he said as well. So that was an experience. First summit, first Vegas. Um but he had a great time and he talks a little bit about it and that was good. And then he explains why he's been missing for the last few years. And basically it came down to when he moved, his blog broke and he just never got around to fixing it. So he enjoyed the peace and quiet for a while. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've done some projects with him too over the past few years. So we knew he was working on Call of Fusion stuff, but I guess even Adobe thought he'd gone. So uh, pretty interesting. Yep. And then... um. Since he's been working a lot with CB Streams, um, one of the I, did, I haven't even seen this post. I'm scanning through it right now. It's just some nice stuff. Yep. So because he's been he's used CB Streams for uh, quite a while now, and so he has a uh, Adventures with CB Streams. That's a new series he started, nice. and so one starts with explaining what it is and how it works, and then he starts talking about struct grouping too. So we have all those four blog posts in there, um, but if you uh, just want to go check them out right now you can go to monkeyworks.com and that monkey is spelled m-o-n-k-e-h it's like monkey works. monkey yeah. 
Yep. So you got to put the accent <laughs> in there to get it right. So I guess so. Monkeyworks.com. And then he's got a, those blog posts there. You can see back to 2016 when he had some other ones as well. But, but yep. So good to see him back and, and active in the community here uh, posting. He's always been adding a lot of APIs and um, GitHub projects for. Yeah. If you look on the Forge box, you can see stuff he's added there. So yeah. So we knew he was still alive and kicking. But, uh, <laughs> But it's good to have him blogging again, too. So we can't get too many good blog posts. So Ben Adele, uh also blogged a couple of things this uh, last couple of weeks. And one of, of them was on CF query params. And I guess it's pretty interesting that it actually fails silently in Lucy if you have an empty list. So it's pretty hmm. strange. So we sort of explained that uh, I guess there are some existing bugs um, tickets for this. But in adobe versus cold uh, versus lucy they behave a little differently and so if you have an empty list in the end clause cold fusion just ignores the entire clause completely which is interesting but in lucy depending if you're running it and uh, see if query or a query execute will actually be different query execute will throw an error and see if query just ignores it but returns no records so three different no, re no records or all records um lucy he said return no records cold fusion returns all records and query execute okay. in lucy throws an error so i don't know about all records if i say get me all the items in this list and i give you an empty list then i would kind of expect nothing back yeah compared to contains which everything should contain an empty string so, yeah, I guess it kind of depends semantically how you think about it. But, I mean, from a SQL standpoint, if I was going to say enter join on this table and that table was empty, you would get no records back. I would think of it more, yeah. you know, in that aspect. So, yeah, I think the end should return no records. If it was contains or something, it would be different. But, yeah. So, anyway, he explained it. He has a couple of examples as very thorough Ben Adele is. Um, so, mm -hmm. interesting. And there's a couple of links to the tickets, too, if you guys want to go vote on those and tell them uh, what they should be doing the right way. Yeah. Hopefully. That, I mean, because failing silently is like the bane of my existence. Yeah. I hate it when, when something doesn't work. Um, but you don't know it doesn't work. And you don't know it doesn't work because it's in there. Looks like, uh, looks like Egal, uh, one of the, the developers at Lucy, has already commented and said it shouldn't be too hard to fix. I'm a bit swamped, but I'll look into it soon. So. He's, cool. he's promising to at least throw a better error message. So that's that's good. Hopefully you'll uh, be able to jump onto that. Yeah. I mean, obviously consistency between CF query and query execute would be nice too. Cause For sure. Yeah. Matter. The same code should run the same in both places. Otherwise, yeah. people just like pull their hair out when a yeah. language isn't consistent. So, I mean, obviously everyone has their bugs. Hopefully we'll get that one fixed soon for you. But again, uh, yep. Nice to see Ben blogging about stuff like that. Those are the things that'll get you. So it's nice to have something to search on Google and find you like, I'm not crazy. It really is happening. <laughs> well, just because Ben's blogged about it doesn't preclude the possibility of you still being crazy, but uh, I'm certifiable. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> not certificated, but okay. So, uh, Nolan, as I mentioned, CF Summit was very busy and took a lot of notes and he has a lot of blog posts. So we're not going to talk about each one because there's plenty of them. But if you go to selfishasta.com, you can see his write-ups and he's got the keynotes. He's got a lot of different sessions. So pretty much any session he, he attended, he writes some pretty good notes and, uh, and attaches those there. So, you know, um, we talked about Matt Gifford giving Ben Adele a run for his money on number of blog entries, but I think, I think Nolan's might be giving them both a run for their money. I mean, look at this. He said one, two, three, four, five, six this month. It's almost one a day. Yep. I'm sure he's probably going to have a few more too, because he's going to see if camp, so he's going to be writing those up as well. He usually mm -hmm. does, um, uh, you know, blog posts beforehand talking about which sessions he's going to go to. And he likes to, to give a good summary. So yep. Nolan's always a, a good blogger. So selfishasta.com. Uh, you can check out his uh, blog there and a lot of great content all year round, not just CF Summer. But also, uh, Pete Freitag has the Hectoberfest tips for contributors. So uh, he mentions uh, he's got a pretty big project with a lot of pull requests, but when Hectoberfest rolls around, everyone jumps in and uh, and gets to work. And so he's got a lot of work. So he personally does review each one. So it takes time. So he's like, if you're going to do the work, you know, please read these, uh, these hints and tips. So your contributions can be, you know, 
productive and efficient and make it easier on him to, to merge in. So he's got some good points. I mean, he talks about formatting and, you know, they're just good practices in general. So, you know, if you're contributing to a project with open source or your team, these are some good tips. So yeah. uh, go it check says that merged out. over 900 pull requests, uh, I assume on CF docs. So, yep. And if you go to the front page of CF docs, I think they have the top contributors there too. So they do. Yeah. He gamifies it. Yep. So you guys can, uh, work your way up that list maybe make make the top 100 top 50 if you really game but uh Ooh. you know a lot of the a lot of the docs there are really well thought out but they can always do more examples so i'm always looking at stuff go, oh man there's no example for that especially oh, if you're yeah. you know trying to write something in cf script that you used to write in tags in the old days and you forget uh he does have cf script.me which you can convert tags to, to script but yeah if you got examples that's a great way to add to the docs you know just a few more of those uh you know, examples in there would be really useful. A lot of them are missing that because he, he basically scraped all the documentation from Lucy and Cold Fusion and combined them a long time ago. And so examples are, you know, something we're adding to it. Also, which versions support what is really useful too. So, you know, if you're not sure wow. what to do. Um, so the top to contributor to CF Docs is Sebastian Hedrick from Hamburg, Germany. I wonder if I'll run into him at CF Camp. That's pretty cool. He's currently the top contributor says 1,028 contributions. Oh, wow. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> Very cool. But that guy will have his Hacktoberfest t-shirt in no time. He keeps that up. Yep. So uh, definitely want to check that out. And again, he's got some great tips there. And Pete does a lot of great things. So support, support those who support the community. Um, Brian Class has also uh, had another blog post out. So he's updated his versions of his My AWS S3 and CloudFront uh, signing utility. So uh, I guess um, he had built these quite some time ago, but he's just gone and uh, made some updates to those. So um, that's cool. Got to chat with Brian Class at CF Summit. So yep, I always like catching up with Brian. He's a great guy, and he's doing some fun things, and just just a good person in general. So. Uh, it's good to catch up with with everybody there so very cool and now the highlight of our <laughs> blogs tweets and videos of the week we actually have I almost, video. I almost stole your thunder on this earlier yep so <laughs> so we talk about matt gifford and his prolific blogging well brad reminded us of a video that matt released in 2010 10 yeah um, nine years ago so it's a it's a pretty cool little uh song it's got some uh daft, daft punk <laughs> yep uh faster better stronger and so he adds some uh some cold fusion flavor to the song with some visuals and it's pretty neat it's pretty cool <laughs> i thought about playing it live on the podcast here but we'll probably get some copyright infringement Dude, issues youtube so. would reach in and thunk you in the back of the head and <laughs> take your lunch money if you dared use copyrighted content Sorry. But we're going to share that live in the <laughs> chat right now. And if you go to youtube.com and search cold fusion dash faster, better, stronger, Matt Gifford, you'll see this awesome video. And it's, uh, so I told, I told Matt, we needed more of the music videos. And I asked if he would take requests and he said, always. So yeah, if, if there's a video you want to see Matt cold fusify. <laughs> yeah. So that's good fun. Uh, definitely check that out guys. It's a good laugh, but it's, pretty cool i was pretty impressed with his visual so i won't spoil it i'll let you guys take care of that so <laughs> pretty cool so we also have some cfml jobs and because to be honest the tweets has been kind of a crazy lately twitter has gone nuts because of all the cf summit 2019 posts and so if you want security updates yep but uh, if you do want to find out more about cf summit there's a whole lot of slides and videos and blog posts around it just use the the hashtag CF Summit 2019, and you'll get all of those. But we did steal a few jobs. So uh, if I went to getcfmljobs.com and I saw that just in October, there's been about eight jobs posted. Actually, nine. There's a lot. So there's one, two, three, four, five in India. And it looks like there's a lot of these in India. Five wow. or six in, in the state. So we've got. I might move to India. There's a lot of cold fusion work there. Yep. So. <laughs> In the states, we've got Springfield, Virginia, Woodlawn, Maryland. Uh, we also have Irvine, Texas, um, Marysville, Maryland as well. We've got Melbourne, Florida. So a good selection of places. Uh, a lot of them are full-time Cold Fusion developer jobs. And in India, um, 
I can't even pronounce some of these. Mahestra, uh, a couple there, Karnataka, and then in Uttar Pradesh. So there's a few locations, uh, great job opportunities. We're going to link them here. But if you go to CFM, getcfmiljobs.com, it actually um, pulls in a few um, feeds from other job sites and includes them there. So Shouldn't um, it be list CFML jobs because get means you're only getting one record? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> we, we, we were having some fun joking about all the different naming conventions that even the people inside of Ortis sometimes gravitate towards. We're not yeah. all the same. Yep, exactly. So uh, a lot of all great right, well, share opportunities those with, there. Share those with anybody who uh, you think might be interested. Share the cold fusion love there. Yep, for sure. So Forgebox module of the week. We've already talked about this a little bit today. So we thought since 2.0 of CB security was released, that should be the Forgebox module of the day. As we mentioned, it's got some, uh, you know, a lot of features in there. Security rule engine for incoming requests, annotation driven um, security, uh, also based on permissions. The JWT, mm -hmm. there's JSON web tokens we've talked about so much today. Um, but also, uh, cool thing is you can plug in any authentication cb auth by default but um if you have your own authentication system you can tie into that as well uh mm -hmm. it's really pretty cool um there's a lot of good stuff in it and yeah and a lot, a lot of configuration options if you need them so uh, one of the cool things is even the security rules engine there's um a nice little visualizer for development. You can actually hit a URL on your development server and it'll output a web page that shows you all of your security rules and what the regex is or whatever that you're matching. So um, between that and like the route visualizer and some of the other visualizers we have, uh, it really helps with development to kind of just visualize all the, the configuration you have going on. And we use that a lot during our, uh, our training in, uh, in Vegas. We'd create a security rule and we could go to a little so route the URL and we could visualize whether our security rule had been sucked into the configuration properly. Um, that was pretty cool. Very cool. So this one's had uh, almost 35,000 installs now. Uh, obviously this what? is a new version, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty popular and a lot of people using it. And remember this is a major version, so don't just upgrade it willy nilly. Uh, there may be some backwards compatibility changes <laughs> you might need to make. Um, but yeah, just go upgrading. We all cray cray. <laughs> yep. So version 2.0 and you can box install CB security to check that out. And it's available on Forgebox if you search CB security. So short and right sweet. On. Cause we already covered that one pretty nicely. Yep. The VS code hint tips and tricks of the week. So this week we're going to actually look at the VS code test box. So the other CF camp training is going to be on test box. So I thought it'd be appropriate to, to list this one out. So this is a pretty cool little bundle of tools here. So the VS code dash test box module gives you a bunch of things. So it gives you quick ways to jump to specs inside of the VS code. Also has some cool code skeleton snippets too. And there's test box snippets and cold box testing snippets. So instead of having to type all the closures that you would need to for a describe block or an it block or some of those other blocks, you can do snippets to be able to, you know, scaffold those out for you and make your life a little easier. So yeah, those snippets are super handy. Um, we use the heck out of them in our in our Vegas training because um, you know Luis would basically live code for 20, 30 minutes and just show like, all right, let's create some tests. We need a spec for this. We need an expectation for this, blah, blah, blah. And he's just kind of typing this all from scratch and using a VS code and the test box extension, you know, the, the describe blocks and the closures and everything are just flying in there. Um, when you get to, cause he's so familiar with all the snippets. So it's definitely a time saver. Uh, otherwise you're always copying and pasting stuff. So. Yep, or you're just typing them out like me, and you miss them up. That would so, suck. <laughs> so yeah, so I got to get better at using the, the that myself. I got to use snippets more. But uh, it's a cool little module. I haven't installed. I just need to use it uh, a lot more. But definitely a handy one there. So uh, a lot of people should be using it. So if you go search on the VS Code extension toolbar, VS Code dash test box, and you'll see that it's uh, an Auto Solutions extension. So. Definitely want to check that out. So next up 
is our Patreon supporters. So just one thing before we go in and thank them all, I wanted to say it was great to meet some of them. So there was actually several of these uh, Patreon supporters at uh, CF Summit and even some mm-hmm. of them in our workshop. So Scott Steinbeck was in there and Eric Hoffman was in there. And, uh, of course, there were some others. I, I saw Calvin Stetton talk. He actually spoke at CF Summit yeah. as well. So it was good to see him. And Andrew Davis was there as well. Um, so a lot of, a lot of people, Matt Clemente spoke there as well. I had, uh, you know, I met him up at the reception. They had a little cold fusion party and I was talking with Matt for a while there too. So it's good to see so many, you know, patron supporters active in the community and, um, you get to see them face to face too. But, um, right on. So I know that, uh, Patreon actually updated their website just recently. Brad noticed that uh, it misplaced a few of our items, so we're going to yeah, be working on fixing that. It. Yeah. So, but yeah, right now we're uh, we're showing us at forty one percent of our uh, our sponsorship goal. So I'll be pretty excited to see if we can reach that goal, and then we'll set another one. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to start small, you know. Obviously, uh, we we try and do a lot with the community, and all of our open source projects are are out there because of support from our professional open source supported products, as well as the Patreon supporters. So, uh, we thank you for your support, and yeah, if you guys can help us get to the next level, we have several packages available. So, depending on what you'd like, uh, you know, there's there's even some where uh, you can have monthly meetings with. Luis for planning and everything else. If your company wants to, to really put their, their, you know, money behind Audison would obviously appreciate that, but there's small packages as well for those individuals. So everything helps. And we're really appreciative of all of those that step up and, uh, and support us with Patreon. So you want to go through the list, Brad? I can, I just noticed a typo on that page. And so I'm, I'm bugging people to fix it. It's not really a typo. It's, it says that uh, we use Apache 2 license for all of our products and technically command boxes, the LGPL. So huh, cool. still open source, but a little bit different license. Um, but yes, back to the podcast. Andrew <laughs> Davis, Brian White, Carl Von Stetten, Dali, Dan Carr, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Didier Leshnicki, Don Bellamy, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Jan Yannick, Jeremy Adams, John Farrar, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Laxma Tirtohadi. Matthew Clemente, Richard Herbert, Samuel Knowlton, Scott Steinbeck, VJ, and Yogesh Mathur are all currently Patreons. So thank you so much to you guys for helping keeping the, the wheels and the bus go round and round. <laughs> we appreciate it. Great way to put it. So yeah, thank you everybody. Uh, we do thank you guys. And yeah, and if you guys are at CF Camp, come up and say hi to Brad and, and the team. I'm sure he'd like to thank you in person. He'll buy you an orange juice from the special orange juice maker at CF Camp. <laughs> I mean the free orange juice? You just push the button? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's that's our open source price range. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> again, uh, if you guys did miss last week's um, episode, it's available on YouTube and the podcast version will be out pretty soon here sorry we're a little late editing we were so busy at the camp uh see if summit doing the you know a lot of presentations and the trainings and uh, a lot of great times so anyway for all of those who made it thanks for coming and saying hi and thanks everybody watching and listening at home have a great week yep see you next time thanks everybody Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.